Hi, and welcome to Hack the Net, where every week we delve into the darkest recesses of the internet to find something interesting or even comprehensible. I'm Matt Heron. I'm Jeff Heron. <laughs> I'm Louisa Heron. Our family's getting bigger all the time. <laughs> yeah, Our oh, uh, we adopted Jeff. In the past <laughs> yeah. <week>. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For tax purposes. <laughs> yeah. Jeff is all of our dependent. <laughs> <laughs> I am extremely dependent, too. <laughs> Is there a way somebody could announce that everyone in the United States can claim them as a dependent? That would be amazing. I mean, you certainly could announce that. Yeah. That okay, doesn't mean it's true, but... Everyone in the United States, you can claim me as a dependent. I yep. Like, you will get audited, but you can. <laughs> I guess. You can write anything on the form, technically. I hereby so. uh, don't give my permission, wink, to claim me as a dependent. Wink. <laughs> Um, I don't know what any like. Yeah, I don't either. What are you getting at? Uh, I'm just saying that they're not allowed to do it. Wink. <laughs> but <laughs> if you don't back them up, then they will definitely get uh, audited. I feel like Jeff is doing that thing that people do where they read the first sentence of a definition of like coy, and then they're like, <laughs> "I get this. I can do this." Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, Matt, what'd you do this week? Tell me about it. Okay, I'm ready. I'm rip raring to go because All right. yeah, I tear that band-aid off. I had pre-ordered and then played uh the video game Marvel's Avengers. Ooh. Ooh. Co-developed now, by uh Square Enix and some other people I don't care about. Now what I've heard about this game is that it sucks eggs, but tell me about <laughs> your experience playing it. It doesn't. Um, I'm not sure. I feel like all of the It Sucks Eggs stuff came out before the game came out. Um, and a lot of it was based on the fact that, like, <laughs> the character models look bad. And I will not <laughs> dispute that because they do. Yeah, it definitely looks like this ain't the Avengers a triple X parody. <laughs> yes. But I mean, I, I do think that the people who made this game. I mean, when you play the game, they are constantly making it clear this is not set in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yes. This is set in the comic book universe, so they didn't want them to look like the characters from the movies. And I think that's fair. <laughs> but they did also kind of want them to look like the characters from the I movies. I mean, the problem is that the ones that are in the movies, their outfits look like the ones they wore in the movies. Yeah. <laughs> so that's and, not great. Like, that got that... that guy wearing a purple button-up shirt is just like Mark Ruffalo's stunt double. Uh, I don't think that's actually true. I think he might be the one that looks the least like the, the <laughs> movie actor. They, they want to give you the idea of the movie, right? But they definitely don't want to have to pay any more royalties yeah. to someone for their likeness. It's, it's meant mean, it to evoke... Made- it was made by Marvel. Oh, you mean to the actors? Yeah, yeah. They yeah, don't they want don't to be like, Chris Hemsworth's face costs this amount of money. So we just want you to, like, feel like you're looking at Chris Hemsworth without actually having it look enough like him that we need to pay him. Yeah, be one of those legally gray area Halloween costumes. <laughs> yeah, uh, this, this, is, this, <laughs> this is handsome blonde fellow, ho- like, Halloween yes. costume. I think that the things that you guys are saying now illustrates exactly the uninformed criticism <laughs> of this game ahead of time. How dare you? <laughs> I, did, I don't get that vibe at all. I okay. feel like the main reason why the game wants to di- distinguish itself from the cinematic universe is because a lot of it focuses on stuff that 
is very different from the way that the superheroes are perceived in the cinematic universe. Hmm. Um, it centers almost exclusively, at least so far, I obviously haven't finished the game, almost exclusively on the character of Miss Marvel, uh, the, the newer version of Miss Marvel that was created like five or six years ago with, uh, it's a, a teenage Muslim girl who gets oh, okay. superpowers. Um, and it's, it's really pretty good. Jeff, this is how I'm going to sell the game to you. The game is exactly uh, the game Destiny, except if, if Destiny was a brawler instead of a first-person shooter. That does sound fun. Uh, <laughs> hold on. Editor's note. True believers, that's Kamala Khan, who you can read about in the series Ms. Marvel from, like, 2015. Yes. And uh, she is the main character, and she is very good. She, It's very interesting to see her interacting with this world. What's my... What's my 70s Marvel editor name gonna be? Jo- Jolly Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> You're, it's Smiling Stan, Jolly Jeff, Mirthful Matt, Laughing yeah. Louisa. Sure. Yep. <laughs> Fine. Um, we, uh, there, as I was playing this game, for a while I was like, is this game good? I'm not sure. But uh, there was yeah, a- that sounds real great, Matt. You're really <laughs> selling me. <laughs> there was a scene where, uh, where Miss Marvel explains to Tony Stark what a burkini is and why, even though she is not a practicing Muslim, she still keeps up some of the ideas of Muslim modesty. And I was like, huh, this is actually very thoughtfully written and good and something that I think a lot of white people should know more about. That's good. I yeah. I am always weirded out when Tony Stark in a modern incarnation doesn't know about anything from Middle Eastern culture. Yes, because it's going to be about the shawarma again. It's going to be about the shawarma again, but like <laughs> he primarily like does business as a weapons dealer in the Middle East and otherwise is a global like businessman. Yeah. He, sh- he should have at least read about a burkini and like I know what that is and I've never been to France or the Middle East, the two places where those are, like, most a talking point. You know what? I I feel like you could do that and have it be good if Tony Stark was the villain. Like, this asshole (laughs) goes to the Middle East to do business. He doesn't even bother learning anything about the Middle East. But you're also supposed to think he's a hero. He basically um, is the villain. Like I the love only how you difference guys keep between talking over me about this thing that you haven't played and I have. I'm talking about his uh, characterization in the movie. That's all. Yeah, that's fine. In the in the game, it's more about she is wearing one of these things because she needs athletic wear to uh, fight crime, and he's like, mm-hmm. "Oh, I've seen people wear that. What's the story with that?" And I think that's like a reasonable thing for a you know late fifties uh, white guy to not totally understand. Yeah, I don't think that that's like a wild thing for him to not know that much about. Yeah, I guess uh, the reviewers, like, uh, professional reviewers seem to like it, but the fans are equally split on positive and negative on Metacritic, with, like, very few mixed reviews. So, I'm guessing that this is something where they're mad that a girl is in it. Yes. I'm certain that the main thing about it is the first three hours of gameplay, the only playable character is Kamala Khan, and I think it's great. She's a very fun character to play as. Yeah. Uh, And the story is very good because it's told through her eyes instead of these, like, infinitely rehashed other characters. Um, What are her powers again? She has, like, Superman powers, right? No, she has the ability to grow any part of her body up to twice its size. (laughs) (laughs) That's so stupid. (laughs) 
Yeah, I mean, uh, she's basically, she got hit by alien okay. gas and became Mr. Fantastic. It's fine. Okay, all yeah, right. She can stretch in very strange ways, so. All right, fine. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's dumb, but the thing that is interesting about her is mostly the fact that she is, like, a Middle Eastern Muslim uh, working with these incredibly white superheroes. Yeah. <laughs> And also, she's from Jersey City instead of New York, so she's over the river. It's true. Although, almost all of this game takes place in Utah, so, like, what the what? fuck? <laughs> Why is she in Utah? Uh, she visiting I mean, colleges? Minor spoilers for the beginning of this game, but the game begins with, uh, the Avengers are trying to use a Terrigen crystal-powered reactor to fuel their, uh, helicarrier, and it explodes, and gases all of the people in San Francisco with Terrigen gas turning them into inhumans. Yeah. So then the yeah. Avengers are criminals and they are uh, on the, like, hiding from the authorities. And Kamala Khan was an Avengers super fan who was at the event for the helicarrier and got gassed, which is how she got her powers. And uh, so she is trying to find all the Avengers who are hiding from the authorities and bring them back into the light to help her fight against the new fascist anti-inhuman state. <laughs> it's it's always weird right. to me when a very bizarre comic book character becomes popular enough that they get adapted to other media, and so every piece of media that they're in has to find some explanation for why they have their powers that were tied to a very specific comic book event. Yes. Like, the, the entire reason why they included that Terrigen gas thing is definitely because they wanted Ms. Marvel in there, and they're like, oh, we do need to do her origin story, though. <laughs> Well, I think that what's crazy is that lately all Marvel properties have been trying so hard to get Inhumans to be cool, and they're just not. <laughs> yeah. What's like, their deal? They're like X-Men's, right? Uh, yeah, they're like X-Men's. in ancient history, aliens tried to breed super soldiers oh. in uh, humanity. They kept by, trying to work that into Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, yeah, by, and like, to unlock their hidden powers, you use this crystal. But if you're not one of the ones who was chosen by aliens, it just kills you. Mm -hmm. So it's dangerous to use it. Uh, and a bunch of them live on the moon. Yeah, the cool, the cool... <laughs> The cool Inhumans is just the, like, crazy space royalty that lives on the moon, and then yeah. they were like, oh, what if we use this concept to make our own X-Men that we don't have to pay Fox for? Yeah. Uh, I like that the guy who can't talk because he'll explode the entire Earth if he talks because his voice is so loud. I also like that dog who has, like, an Omega symbol on his head. Yeah. <laughs> is it an intelligent I dog? Because a dog with superpowers and regular dog intelligence is the most terrifying thing I can think of. Yeah. <laughs> he has teleporting powers and is enormous. Oh, no. <laughs> and it's unclear whether he's an alien with superpowers, a normal dog who's an inhuman, or a person who got turned into a dog. Okay. Is his name Lockjaw? Yes, Lockjaw yeah. is his name. Uh, uh, I I like all of that weird, like, in the 60s and 70s, your comic book could be so on the nose where it was like, yeah, he's a king, and when he speaks, it shakes mountains. Yeah. <laughs> you could just do something like that and be like, yeah, nobody's done that before because there's four comic books. <laughs> yeah, I think that... I, I like the idea. I know that this isn't the order in which things happen, but I like the idea. What is his name? Black Bolt? Yeah. I like the Blackagar idea. Blackagar is his Oh, God. Oh, my God. Now. That's excellent, actually. That's amazingly uh, good. Jack Kirby is an insane person. <laughs> um, I like the idea that Black Bolt was like an iteration on Black Canary from DC. <laughs> 
where they were like, okay, she can yell so loud it hurts people's ears. What if we made somebody who yelled so loud that it hurts buildings? (laughs) Yeah, it hurts buildings' ears. Yep. They need to stop building ears on the side of these buildings. Anyway. It's gross. Um, it's the, the gameplay loop of the, like, Destiny style raids and then loot boxes and getting better, uh, stuff is all fun. The main criticism I have of the game, besides the fact that some of the controls are kind of janky, which, like, there's just no excuse for that anymore, I don't think. Mm. Um, but the main problem I have with it is the fact that how, how is it game developers haven't realized when they give us loot boxes with new equipment, they need to change the way the character looks. Mm, yeah. It's so important. And so many games, including Destiny, are just like, mm, we put a lot of work into the character design of these characters. We're not going to let you put on armor and have it actually change the way you look. Why? Like, if, yeah. if your whole gameplay loop is about getting cooler and cooler shit to equip, you have to let it make them look different. Mm, Destiny to- lets you equip different uh, capes. Yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> That's some bullshit, though. I Like, th- I think that everyone... I think all of this stuff kind of arose from the Diablo 2 uh, equipment hunt thing of, like, constantly looking for better and better loot. Um, and the reason it works so good in Diablo 2 is because when you put on the crazy helmet that you spent 100 hours trying to get, it gives you fucking giant bat wings or whatever. Like, <laughs> it looks cool to wear. And I think that a lot of game developers... Uh, Louisa, you've talked about this before, like, there are a lot of people who are very into gaming and developing code who are like, "Mm, the aesthetics don't actually matter, it's all about, and like, no, the aesthetics matter so much, in fact, they matter more than anything else, maybe. (laughs) The, I think I mentioned this before, and I'll just say it briefly, but the um, clothing system in Animal Crossing doesn't matter at all for gameplay. So it's this huge collection of things you can wear, just so you can wear them. And, like, that's the fun of it, to see yep. a little character wearing it. Just, yeah. I mean, Animal all- Crossing is the ultimate of just, like, you can, collect, you can collect aesthetic upgrades that do nothing, yeah. and people are crazy about it. <laughs> yes. I want, I want a middle ground, and- All I'm asking is, it would be very cool. Like, I think that this game could be the best of these loot box-centered raid games, which is, like, a new genre that's kind of emerging, (laughs) if it just allowed it where, like, I worked really hard and I got the new Iron Man helmet that makes him gold, or, like, (laughs) black with yellow stripes or whatever, like, and it's a it's an upgrade to his defense stat. Whatever the thing is, if you could just do that, and then, like, other players could see you and be like, oh, shit, you got the gold Tony Stark? That's awesome. Like, I know you're good at this game. That would be fucking radical! Why don't they do that? I'm so angry about it! Yeah. Yes. No, I totally agree. Like, um, the, uh, fancy clothes that you get in Breath of the Wild for doing all the shrines, 120 yep. shrines. Yeah. The normal is, Link costume. It is a little bit better than your other clothes, but not so much better that you can't use the other clothes if you prefer them. But yeah, it's just, like, a prestige thing to have it. And I guarantee you, every person who's ever played, like, World of Warcraft or, uh, Diablo or any of those Blizzard games that has this system has been like, okay, there's these two helmets, this one's a little better, but this other one looks cooler. Yeah. I'm definitely picking the cooler looking <laughs> one. Like, you have to! Yes. Yep. 
Like, I, like, like in Breath of the Wild, if you wear the clothes of the wild, uh, you get a bonus. But those shorts, I don't want Link wearing shorts. So I have to wear part of the outfit, but not all of it. Yeah. I think uh, in Final Fantasy XIV, you have, you can get like a spell later on that lets you make your armor look however you want, despite mm. like, you can have some clothes look like other clothes so that you can have the coolest looking armor with the best stats. And I think yeah, that I that is that. a nice, that, I think that's a nice thing like to that. give to give yeah. someone at like the end game. Like yeah. once you've done all the things, you can earn that. Yeah, I hear everything you're saying, but I still hate it. <laughs> Don't you want to be wearing pajamas or something, but also be super tough? That would be amazing. No, I like only if it's I like earthbound. The feel, I like the feel of the game being like I've gotten this new statistical upgrade, and I can feel it in the character. I can see it on the character, like. <laughs> I don't want it to be something that's, like, hand-wavy away, ethereal, it's not real. Like, it breaks the illusion so much to be like, okay, I just got this adamantium vest, and I'm putting it on Miss Marvel, oh, she's still wearing a t-shirt. <laughs> well, like, here's the it opposite fucking of that, ruins the whole feel of the fucking game. <laughs> uh, in Dragon Quest Builders 2, I had my builder go and fight a dragon, and she got the uh, turtle armor. I had her yes. wear that. And it's a fucking turtle shell on your back, and then you're wearing like a tank top and shorts and flip flops. <laughs> yeah, and it was far that's more radical. <laughs> it was far more powerful than my other armor, so I had to keep wearing it, and I fucking hated it. And I would have loved to make it look like something else. Well, I mean, a lot of games do have that thing where you can be like, save the look of this armor, and then I can wear it as a skin over my other armor. Oh, wait, I, I think Dragon Quest Builders Two has that. Yeah, I, I think, think so I never too. found that. I think we might have mentioned this before. Anyway, that's fine, I guess, but it's not how I want it to be. I want it to be, like, I know I- You want me to have to be in my turtle armor that I hate, because it's the most powerful. Yeah. No, Mm -hmm. I I don't want you to have to do anything. I want, for me- To be a thing Yes, I want to have to be in the turtle armor, or I want to have to make the decision of like, do I want to look cool or do I want to be tough? And like, have that be a real decision. That is a fun part of gameplay in my mind. Okay. And it makes me furious that the so many things are like you can get different cosmetic things unlocked where you can wear like alternate versions of. Tony Stark's armor, or, you know, play as Red Hulk or whatever, but you can't, it doesn't change, it's different from the equipment system, and that's insane. Hmm. Yeah. I got you. So anyway. No, I, I think you're right. I think that's fine. I, um, I think that it would be fun to have an Iron Man game that did that, but I understand in a game with a bunch of different playable characters, you don't want to have to be like, here's the Hulk's other pants. <laughs> yeah, I will say uh here's this is going to be a small spoiler for the plot of uh Marvel's Avengers. So skip ahead like 30 seconds if you don't want to know. Um when you first find Tony Stark, he has destroyed all of his Iron Man armors. So the first couple levels you play as him, he's wearing a bike helmet and like <laughs> just like a repulsor that he has wired up to his heart <laughs> on his hand and that's the whole armor he has. <laughs> And that's very cool because as you are playing it, you, you like build more stuff. And so you unlock his ability to fly or his ability to shoot a laser out of his chest and stuff. And like he is building the armor around himself over the course of the level. That is cool. I want that. I want that as a game. Yeah. 
<clears throat> That's what I liked about uh, was it Iron Man three? That was people said it was kind of lackluster, but I really I enjoyed that, that he had to build a suit from scratch. I really liked that in the movie. Yeah, I, I liked the part where he tried to kill the president until I found out it wasn't him. <laughs> <laughs> Parody, fair use. <laughs> Yeah, I, I really like how, with no explanation between Avengers and Iron Man 3, he's just, like, on Mark 47. He's <laughs> just made, like, 40 armors between movies, and we only get glimpses of them. That's, like... He seems like that kind of guy. Like, if he was on exactly. Twitter, he would delete his Twitter account, like, once every six months. They That's the thing, though. I think that they should have leaned into that harder in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, because I think that part of it was Robert Downey Jr. being like, you can't make Tony Stark not cool. <laughs> But you could have done a very cool thing with his story where he starts at, like, his public face is such a cool jet setter, and then over the course of the movies, you start to see that he's this weird obsessive who can't, like, you kind of see it. I think that the, is what they were trying to do in the movies. I agree, but they still make yeah. him cool all the time. Okay, yeah. Yeah, he, he never before. he never fully has the heel turn. It's like, oh, he's so addicted to science that he heroically does science at the end. Like, <laughs> yeah, or like just a thing where, like, just do one scene where Captain America calls him up and is like, "Hey, Tony, like, we need you to come here and do this thing." And Tony Stark can't, and he's like, "I'm sorry, I've taken apart all of my armors because I'm rebuilding them to be more efficient." And it's like, oh shit, like you are genuinely a, like harming yourself and the whole world because you can't stop doing this. <laughs> yeah, yes. That would be cool. That would be a genuinely cool way to do the, like, demon-in-a-bottle style uh, Tony Stark is not okay thing, but in a way that isn't Ooh, I want done. to see the mm-hmm. Netflix original series co-production with BBC, Tony Stark is not okay, and it's like an understated comedy. Yeah, I'd that's watch the, it. That's the type of title that TV shows have Except now. Except they'd put fucking David Tennant in it, and then <laughs> Tony Stark would be like wacky oddball the whole time. Mm, yeah. Anyway, Louisa, what'd you do this week? <laughs> Um, as we're getting into fall, it's starting to be a little cooler, especially at night, which is so nice. I can finally yes. sleep better. But I'm thinking about uh, harvest time and things that are going to need to be preserved. I feel like I want to get into that this year, like, more actively. Uh, I preserved tomatoes yesterday by roasting them, and now I have them in, in a jar in my fridge in mm. olive oil. What are some of really the great. sick burns that you did to them that made them so roasted? <sighs> I can't think of anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I know, for the listener, there's no pause, and you're going to think, well, that was compressed, but there really was no pause, because I yeah, didn't even bother no thinking of anything. <laughs> Louisa had preemptively decided she wasn't going to make any jokes during this part at all. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> uh, so... <laughs> No jokes. That's moving right. On. I am moving on. <laughs> uh, harvest time. You guys care about any of the harvest things that come out? And don't say pumpkin spice latte. I mean the things that actually naturally are growing this time of year. What about pumpkin pies? Does that count? Kind of. That's your favorite? I, I like pumpkin pies a lot. That's my, like, fall thing. Mm-hmm. I will say we're still in, like, late summer territory yes. leading into fall, and so I definitely bought fresh corn and zucchini mm. and stuff at the store because I want to make... I think I'm going to do, like, a summer vegetable uh, risotto, maybe, this Sounds week. really good. You know you can pickle zucchini like you can with cucumber and then it's not as soggy? I haven't tried it, but I've been thinking huh. about it. 
Yeah. Interesting, right? Yeah. I'm yeah. trying to figure out. I think I want to. I've, I've heard that you can do with a zucchini the thing kind of like you do with tofu, where you like lay it out and salt it and leave it for a while and it sucks all the moisture out. Yes. I do that before I fry it sometimes. It's very I good. think I might do that with this so that it's. Because it, you don't want extra moisture in your uh, risotto. Yes. You have to get all the zucchini blood out of it and make corned <laughs> zucchini. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird with the zucchini because it's so crunchy and like solid, but it is absolutely packed with water. As soon as you try to cook it, you can see that. Yeah, it's yeah, basically I mean, savory watermelon, right? I think it's like the same family. I think cucumbers more like that, personally. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're they're certainly all of a kind. Yeah. I mean, I think that this is we've talked many times before on this show, Louisa, about how we both thought we didn't like food when we were kids because our yes. parents were terrible cooks. <laughs> yes. And one of the main ways in which that is true is. Every vegetable we ate was soggy and yes. like just completely uh, sitting in a puddle of its own water. Absolutely, yes. Um, and I've now learned that I like almost all vegetables if I do it right, like yeah. mushrooms, which can be the grossest thing if you don't get the water out of them. That's true. Yeah, you really have to cook mushrooms down. It's funny because you can a lot of these things you can eat raw or you can eat thoroughly cooked, but there's the middle ground that's bad and. Everything we used to eat was in the middle ground somehow. Yep. I think it's that kind of thing. It's like playing chicken with your vegetables where you have them in the pan and you're like, <laughs> okay, they're definitely cooked, but they're going to get burned. Oh no, I got to take them off now. Like, no, you got to, you got to ride it out. You got to wait until it looks like they're burned. And then that's when they taste good. Exactly. I think that's why I uh, caramelize or like Maillard reaction things probably too much, too often, <laughs> too many things yeah. in one dish because I can't stand the thought of them being less than that. Yeah, I've definitely uh, a couple of times had some like crunchy tips on my spaghetti squash or whatever because I left yes. it in the oven too long. <laughs> I do like <laughs> those crunchy tips though. They're pretty good. Yeah, spaghetti squash. That's another good one. We're getting into gourd season. It's true. Yeah. Uh, butternut squash. Mm -hmm. I will put, I will roast a butternut squash every week if I have the option. Yeah. I like to scoop out a pumpkin and like cut it in half and roast it, and then make a pie out of the fresh pumpkin. I and think then that's you always fuck nice. that pie. <laughs> no, <Yep>. stop it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so no, that's that's an apple pie, Matt. We all know. <laughs> well, he just no. I'm not talking about the movie, Jeff. Well, what in what other context is it okay? <laughs> I'm talking about you in real life fucking a real pie, Jeff. This is I not a reference to anything. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> uh, Jeff, what if you roasted that pumpkin, but then put a cinnamon streusel on top and then put it under the broiler? How would you feel about that? Ooh, that might be pretty good. Yeah. Do you puree this pumpkin, Jeff? Yeah, after I roast okay. it, I puree it to make a pie. Okay, good. Because I've definitely known some people who are like, I just leave big chunks of pumpkin in that pie. No, <laughs> you can't. Do All those strings? No, thank you. Oh, what are you doing? Also, do you make a custard, Jeff? No, we've talked about this before. Jeff doesn't do that. Uh, uh, Jeff I, doesn't like a custard pie. Is that no, right? No, I, I, I am fine with a custard-based pumpkin pie, but I also find pumpkin pie is easy to do vegan. Um, mm. So I usually will, like, make the base primarily pumpkin, use a little, like, coconut cream to thicken it up, um, and... I've used, like, maple syrup to sweeten it. I don't think that I prefer that, necessarily. So but. for that one, your your slices don't fall apart, right? So is it just the baking, the pie, that gets off enough moisture for that to work? Yeah. Um, okay. 
I also will do usually mini pies, uh, oh, and yes. those dehydrate a lot faster. Oh yeah, that makes I got sense. you. There's what is a there's like tapiocas or whatever that people use yes. as a binder for vegan stuff, right? Yes, that's true. So I'm not even sure like what that. tapioca is. Like Rice a, starch, I want to say. Yeah, little starch balls. Oh, it's from cassava. I I oh, think I it? looked this up on the podcast last week when we talked about tapioca. <laughs> Did we? I don't well, remember that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, or it might have been two weeks ago because we last recorded only like three days ago. Yeah, that's true. That's why we're so low energy today? Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're high energy. You're cursing yeah, us. Yeah, shut up, Matt. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know. I mean, it's just true. Matt's sacrificing uh, himself to be the villain uh, to raise our energy against Matt. Listen, if you want more energy, you gotta bring it. I'll reflect back whatever energy you got. You're like a dark link in that way. Mm-hmm. It's true. I will match your blows exactly so that you could never hit me unless you use your hook shot. Is that what happens? <laughs> uh, you have to You have to beat him, uh, much like with Matt, you do have to beat Dark Link to death with a big hammer. <laughs> yes, that is true. <laughs> that would work on Matt, I think. I'm yeah, that sure. would also work on Matt, because he doesn't have a big hammer to mirror your shots with. Oh, yeah, I've got a big wrench, but Matt what am I, yeah, ratchet might... and clank? What? <laughs> I said, don't let Matt hear you. He might have a big hammer. We don't know. <laughs> I mean, define big. I've got a hammer. It's like <laughs> I think you could kill somebody with a regular hammer. Is what I. I mean, I've certainly got a hammer. I could kill someone with. Is that <laughs> what we're talking about? Yes. But to be satisfying, you really want to kill someone with like a ball peen hammer, right? Something you can really swing with both oh, arms. Boy. Well, that's no. why I'm saying I've got this big wrench. It's like a pipe wrench. It's like a foot and a half long, yes. I could really kill somebody with this thing. The thing I don't like about a ball-peen hammer is it feels like it's just gonna, like, make a hole in their skull, and they'll okay. die, but, like, that's not as satisfying as crushing. I mean, the is best it? way would be to use a claw hammer and use the claw side, no, right? No, no! <laughs> that has the same problem <laughs> as the, the ball-peen hammer. worlds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. You don't want your ball-peen to get stuck in the guy's head or whatever. Exactly. That's why you have to just use a big sledgehammer. Yeah. That would be probably the best. Yeah, you're right. You're right, Jeff. Thank you. Thank you. But then at that point, why not just get an axe? Then you're just showing off. Mm, Yeah. I always think, casually, like we all do, that it wouldn't be too hard to dismember a body. But then when I'm trying to cut the meat off a pork shoulder, and it is so exhausting, I'm like, I don't think I could cut even one leg off a person. No, you'd have to use power tools. You need one of those big meat cleavers, Louisa. For my pork shoulder or for a human body? Both. Yeah, I should get one. You're right. There's those big cleavers that cut through bone. Yeah. I don't want to cut through bone in the pork shoulder instance. In the human instance, yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, you have to in order to get them into small enough bags to throw over the side of your boat. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. This is, you're in a Dexter scenario here, I'm assuming? I guess so. I've never seen Dexter, but it does sound like a good idea. I mean, these days everyone just dissolves bodies in acid, right? There's no cutting it up anymore. That seems so last year. Yeah, I think ever since Breaking Bad, people just dissolve bodies in acid. Is that what they did on that show? What did they, what? (laughs) Is that what they did on that show? I didn't hear the thing that you suggested that they did. Oh, before I said quickline, but then I was saying about oh. your thing about acid. Is that what they did on Breaking Bad? Yeah, uh, I guess it was quicklime. I'm not sure. I don't remember that show very well. Quicklime seems kind of old-fashioned. Maybe it was just, like, straight-up hydrochloric acid. Regardless, they had to put it in a plastic tub, because whatever it was, it doesn't melt through plastic, but does melt through ceramic. It's weird. Okay. 
Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, they make a lot of non-reactive plastic so that you can put stuff in it. I mean, going back to pickling zucchinis, Mm -hmm. uh, you have to put, uh, most brines you have to put in a plastic tub because if you put it in metal, uh, it'll just eat away at the metal because the, uh, the, the salt in the, the water creates a lot of free radicals. Yeah. Glass is good for like everything because nothing deals with glass. The only problem with glass is it's so breakable, but otherwise non-reactive. That's why uh, Pyrex is the real way to go. Well, Hydrofluoric yes. acid, which apparently also will, uh, burn through glass. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. Usually glass is used for, like, all cooking and all chemistry, because it's Yeah, but safe. F- fluorine does weird stuff with silicone, I think. Oh. Yeah, it attacks the silicon oxide, according to the Breaking Bad wiki, yeah. <laughs> where I'm learning about this acid <laughs> for real life. Jeff, you're on That's a government good. watch list now, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm on the government's Netflix watch list, right next to the new season of Better Call Saul. Yep. Ooh, I can't wait to watch the new season of Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> the new season of Breaking Jeff. <laughs> Jeffing bad? I'm not sure which one's better. Breaking Jeff sounds like a very bad reality TV show. Yeah, it's people are trying to make me laugh, but I, I just sit there weeping openly the whole time. I, I don't think they're trying to make you laugh, Jeff. <laughs> Oh no! They're trying to break me like like Bane style. They're trying yeah, to get you. To re- you're, they're trying to get you to reveal nuclear launch codes. Oh uh, yeah, no, I would do that right away. I'm you don't know like any a- though. That's the problem. <laughs> I'm imagining, like, a real-world-style uh, situation where you're in a big fancy house, and then someone playfully says to you, Jeff, ah, shut up, and you get so angry that you turn to the Hulk and just start tearing the house apart. That's breaking Jeff. Uh, me turning into the Hulk is not as cool as when the Hulk does it. <laughs> you don't know that I just, yet. I just get really pissed off about absolutely nothing. Ah. <laughs> uh. So I might get into pickling things I haven't done before, like corn, because, man, there is so much good corn right now, and it's so cheap. You gotta save yeah. that corn somehow. Have you had pickled corn? How is that? Uh, I've made, like, not corn salsa, but something, yeah, where it is a little bit pickled. It has vinegar, and yeah, it's pretty good. Sweet and sour corn. I like that. I go through phases with pickling, where sometimes I'm like, yeah, every vegetable pickled, and then sometimes I just am like, mm, I think I'm over this. Yeah. Speaking of chemicals, if you want your green pickles, like green beans or what have you, to actually look nice and green, you have to put dangerous chemicals in with the uh, pickling, and I haven't bought those, so I feel kind of Yeah, I've been, I'm, I'm rapidly nearing the stage where I'll be able to do my own dry curing of meats, and I have to buy so many dangerous chemicals to oh, do yes. it. <laughs> yes, exactly. The ones <laughs> that keep uh, uh, pastrami or corned beef pink. Yep, night nitrous. I don't know. They call it pink salt because it's like uh, a nice way to say this is poison. What? Saltpeter. I don't know. Uh, Is this like when I had to buy lye and you all yelled at me? Yes! (laughs) Because the first thing you did was put it into a reactive container. (laughs) Yeah, nobody's yelling at Matt, though. Well, I'm going to research. The thing about it is... Unlike you, Jeff, and I'm not saying this as a criticism of you, I'm saying this as a criticism of me, if anything, before I let anything into my house, I spend minimum 80 hours researching it, (laughs) so. I assumed because they let me buy it on Amazon that I could just do anything. (laughs) (laughs) That explains a lot of things, actually. Yeah. Um, this is strange. I looked up saltpeter to make sure it was the right one. It is. Here's the quick info about what saltpeter is. It's used as a preservative in cured meat and an ingredient in toothpaste for sensitive teeth. Whoa. Is it curing your teeth meat somehow? 
Yeah. I don't yeah, like the sound of that. cure my teeth meat. They have so much gingivitis. Cure them of it. <laughs> yeah. um, I like the fact that I'm looking at other names for pink salt, and one of them is prog powder. <laughs> Excuse oh, <man>. me? <laughs> it definitely sounds like a drug. It sounds like a racial slur, maybe. No. Like, I frog like the the place. Yes. You were thinking I like frog rock? Yes. <laughs> Which is what made it sound more, that made it sound way more like it was a, a slur or drug. Yes, yes, it does. Oh man. It's the powder frog that those friggin' frogs use. If frog powder isn't already one of the substances in like, um, uh, what is that fucking game called? Uh, mm. Cyberpunk 2077 or whatever. Uh, I will, I will return my copy. Okay. Let's write this down so you don't forget it. Yes. <laughs> I do need to find the definition to see if Prague Shadow is a Run. slur. Shadowrun was the game I was trying to think of, just so you know. Okay. No, Prague is not a slur for any race, as far as I can tell from short Googling. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, that's thank, good. Thank goodness. Uh, so I might go pick berries sometime soon and try to make a shrub, which is berries preserved in sugar and vinegar, so that you would add that syrup to drinks because you don't really taste the vinegar you don't use it enough to really make it sour it's just enough to preserve it why for raspberries why not (laughs) like i I don't get the question why make anything i guess (laughs) yeah i think one of the things that we all need to do more of on this show when one of us comes up with something very dumb to do is say why Why is this dumb? I'm making a fruit and you're like, why? That's stupid. (laughs) Okay, Captain Dry Smoker, Cold Smoker. Yeah, Yeah, why, you son of a bitch? Yeah, why? Why, bastard? Somebody should have asked me why a long time ago. (laughs) Oh, I see. You're, you're, no, you're, you're getting mad at us for not stopping, trying to stop you from doing this foolish thing. (laughs) I'm saying, I'm saying that None of us should stop doing the dumb things that we're doing. I'm just saying that somebody should have asked why. Mm. I disagree, absolutely. That's crushing my dreams for no reason, is what you're no, trying to do. don't let it crush your dreams. When somebody asks you why, your answer could be, fuck off. That's yeah, fine. Two middle fingers is my answer to you. Yeah. And Jeff, what did you do this week? Uh, <laughs> I love how aggressive <laughs> we are this week. You uh, started it! I know, so, I love it! You have... <laughs> I think Matt's become the Joker. <laughs> yeah. I'm about to become the Riddler. Why are you all doing this to me? Riddle me that. Uh, so I watched a Nintendo Direct this week. Um, and that Nintendo Direct was about the Super Mario Bros. 35th anniversary. It is not the character Mario's 35th anniversary mm-hmm. because he debuted in 1981's Donkey Kong. Yeah, we so next this. year, yeah, next year is his 40th. Um, <laughs> but for the 35th anniversary, they announced Super Mario All Stars would come to the Super Nintendo emulator on Switch, uh, like that day. Right. Um, Super Mario, uh, it was just Mario, uh, Mario Lost Levels, Mario 2, and 
Mario, Mario 3. 3 with updated Super Nintendo graphics. Oh. Yeah, we had it, Louisa. We played it all the time. You remember? I guess I guess because it's a compilation of other games, it doesn't like specifically ring a bell. Here's here's how you'll remember. It was the Super Nintendo Nintendo game that we would start up, and it starts with all of the Mario characters in silhouette talking at a cocktail party, and then the lights turn on and they all stop and they look at you. <laughs> okay. This yes. is this is not a joke. <laughs> this is really how this game starts. <laughs> That sounds like a dream you had. <laughs> do you remember this, though? Yes, Lisa? I do. I do remember. Yeah. <laughs> no. uh, they, um... They, so that's out now already, you say? Yeah. that hmm. uh, They dropped this, like, surprise direct and, of course, had a bunch of things that were like, that launches later today. Hmm. Um, one of the other things that comes out in, like, a week or two is Super Mario 3D All-Stars, which is Mario 64, Mario Sunshine, and Mario Galaxy all on Switch. <laughs> Um, and Super Mario 35, which is Super Mario Bros, but it's an online battle royale game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, you're aware of Tetris 99, right? Yes. yes. So it's like that, except you're playing Super Mario Bros, and whenever you kill an enemy, it gets launched to one of your opponent's screens, and they have to, now, they have to deal with that. Oh, enemy. man. And that vice versa. unplayable, right? <laughs> uh, but it sounds like the exact best kind of unplayable, where it's very annoying, in a fun way. <laughs> okay. Is that uh, the best kind of unplayable? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, the really crazy thing that I- that was announced um, was Mario Kart Live Home Circuit, <laughs> which yes. is a physical Mario's car that you buy, with Mario in it and a camera on it that connects to your Switch and you play Mario Kart in real life. How big is this car? Uh... Smaller than a bread box. Like six inches long, maybe? Oh, like one of the little, like, RC cars that you get at uh, the drugstore? Okay. Exactly. It's an RC car, but it has a camera on it, and through the camera on your Switch, you can see your living room, but with other Mario Karts guys in it. (laughs) Oh, so it's like a... A VR, but not for you. A VR yeah. for the toy. Okay. It's, it's it's an augmented reality Mario game. Hmm. Um, so, do they... How does it... I watched this video, and I don't know the answer, so probably nobody knows the answers, but is there an explanation of how you lay out the course for this racing game? It seemed to be that you put f- four gates around how you want, and then you go through... Uh, and in the game, it seems to be like you attach a paintbrush to your car to paint the course. Um, and you like drive Mario through what you want the, the path mm. to be. And then mm. after that, you can race on that path. I see. So you get to like design your own course. And there's also a Luigi you can buy. <laughs> That's very cute. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I won't be getting this unless I can buy Waluigi. Yes, I won't be getting this at all because it is for the tiniest of babies, and that's (laughs) yeah, that's true too. But what if you set up an awesome course and it made a YouTube video and became famous from it? I don't Mm. know how you could. By which I mean, (laughs) it it only works inside because Uh obviously the like the light that it needs to be able to see where it's going uh, wouldn't work very well in direct sunlight, (laughs) and it only works. If you've got enough space to lay out a Mario track course mm-hmm. inside your house. Yes. And it's a pretty big toy with a lot of big peripherals like these gates it has to drive through. Mm-hmm. And it 
only one of the cars is visible in real life. Everything else is just in the game. So it seems like it wouldn't be fun to watch or to own. Yeah, it's it's definitely something for, like, children whose parents can afford a $100 Mario Kart toy. Oh, boy. Yes. Um, okay. the, one of the other things that I thought was pretty cool was a new game and watch that plays Super Mario Bros, uh, Lost Levels and a remake of Game and Watch Ball. Who is this for? This is one of the one question. I wanted to talk about. What is this? What is the point of this? Because why would anyone want a game and watch? It's like, it's like, like carrying a calculator around. Like I've already got my phone. What? <laughs> Uh, I guess it's just like as a as a collector's <coughs> item. It's just like you know, mm. it's it's sort of like getting a ceramic plate with a picture of Mario on it. Except you can also just play the game. I would rather have a ceramic plate. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> I mean, I do think that like for better or worse, Nintendo has managed to tap into um, like making gamers into the modern version of those old ladies who collected Hummel figurines where like so many of my hardcore gamer friends had like 5,000 plastic toys on a custom built shelf or whatever. And I'm like, at my shelf that I hung on my wall that has, (laughs) and I'm saying to them and directly to you, Jeff, (laughs) why? Uh, Don't let Matt destroy all your dreams with this. Why question again? (laughs) (laughs) Here's the thing. Uh, the game features that come with Amiibo are fine. The reason I like them is because it's cool to have a little statue that is a fairly well-made rendition of a video game guy that I like. And I I admit that I am fundamentally, like, wrong here, but that sounds terrible to me. No, you're right, because I haven't gotten laid in a full year. (laughs) I don't know that that's the only metric by which we can measure who's right and who's wrong. That seems bad. <laughs> but uh, I just feel like any objects, uh, like this is definitely something that my wife feels exactly the opposite about, and that's fine because it actually works well between us. Uh, is she a real amiibo freak? <laughs> yeah, she loves amiibos. No, <laughs> but she loves those vintage Victorian amiibos. <laughs> having um, objects in the house that don't do anything makes me sad. Like, having a thing, I can barely get by with having the one custom bobblehead that Louisa made for me for my Dungeons & Dragons character. I love it, and it's the one object in my room that doesn't serve a second purpose. (laughs) I think that the way- I I feel uh, somewhat similarly, which you can tell by how sparsely decorated all of my living spaces have ever been, um- and I think that the reason why I have so many toys to life figures is because they don't, they, because they have, nominally have a function, mm-hmm. they don't activate the, these are useless part of my brain. Yeah. Uh, see, for me, they absolutely I mean. do. Because I think part of it is the one time that I tried to use an amiibo, I did it for like, um, Fire Emblem or whatever, and then, a bunch of things shot out of a well, and they were all, like, level one armors <laughs> that were, like, <laughs> 50 levels below where I was, and I was like, oh, every amiibo is bad. <laughs> I wish more games, I, I think we've talked about this before, but I wish more games would just give you something for an amiibo. Because yeah. Breath of the Wild did that. Like, no matter what amiibo you connected to the port, it would be like, okay, yeah, here's a treasure chest. 
I feel like the same way that I feel about Marvel's Avengers, actually, in that I don't even care if the thing is good. I want the thing in my game to be somehow related to the amiibo I scanned. I have right. one amiibo. It is a Waluigi amiibo. And if I scan it to a game and I don't get something purple, then fuck this game. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, agreed. Uh, that's why I thought Disney Infinity was a really good one, because the way you got playable characters is you bought the figurine of them, and then when you put them on the little scanning pad, you could play as that character now. And that is a cool way to do it that, for some reason, Nintendo hasn't done yet. Like, why doesn't Nintendo just do a game called, like, Amiibo Battle? And, like, it's just a basic, like, simple Lego-style brawler or MOBA or something for the smallest children, but you get characters by scanning Amiibos into it. It would sell like hotcakes. I feel like Nintendo, more so maybe than any other video game company, is obsessed with the idea of, like having planned out every second of your game experience. And so I wonder if part of it is Nintendo being like, well, we, you know, we can't slow down the amiibo generation process by having it be a thing where we test for balance against every existing amiibo every time we want to create a new amiibo. So we can't make a game of this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I I think that um, Nintendo definitely has a don't-have-fun-wrong problem. Yes. (laughs) Yes, they do, yeah. Uh, I was watching some videos about stuff that they fixed, big air quotes, in Super Mario Maker, where it was like... No, that's that's not a glitch. They just fixed it for no reason. Yeah, the global ground thing that everyone was so mad about uh, with the icicles. Yeah, it's it allowed people to make cool things that were like not intended uh, features of the game. Mm-hmm. So they just took it out. Yeah, they did that with Animal Crossing early on. There was a glitch that en- enabled people to make a lot of money very quickly. And in that game, making a lot of money doesn't affect other players in any way. Like. All it would do is let you make your own little world uh, faster or better. Yeah. So why did you take that out? You weren't affecting anyone else's gameplay. There was another glitch that they took out and then restored, uh, where it was like a way to make the the uh, the HUD go away when you had the camera out, uh, so that you could like do more machinima stuff in the game. And they patched that out for about a week until everyone was like, uh, can you put that glitch back in? And then they added it back in as a feature. I think that's the thing, though, right? Like, even stuff that Nintendo's like, this is good, actually. If it isn't a feature that they intended, they will take it out and then re-add it as a feature they intended. (laughs) Yeah. Because they are psychotic. Yeah. It's like the exact opposite attitude that most game developers have now of, like, emergent fun where like you can find your own fun in games a lot of the time mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i think that I was like an it- nintendo's whole thing is they lucked into somehow having a lot of darts to throw at dartboards and <laughs> they create success now by just throwing a lot of darts yep and hitting a lot of good things but like they're no there's no plan like they're not str- strategizing how to make really great games they just have enough stuff already that they're able to make good games 
Yeah, I mean, there was a video, I think, Jeff, you might have posted it, actually, of, like, uh, that Key and Peele sketch with the with Obama hugging uh, oh, yes. black people, but then not, <laughs> uh, but then just shaking hands with white people. And it's funny, it's a funny sketch, uh, but they replaced it with all of the different Nintendo properties. Nintendo has so many good properties that they just do not give a shit about. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's yeah, you're talking to a lifelong Metroid fan. Yeah, Metroid <laughs> so. is fucking incredible. I just started playing um, Super Metroid on the emulator on my Switch because I didn't have anything else to play on my Switch because there's no good Switch games out right now. Uh, and yeah, it still slaps. That game rules. It's it's so weird how they had like two megabits of RAM and they managed to make such an atmospheric and like it it has artistic intent. Like, games yeah. on the Super Nintendo have, like, an artistic vision mm-hmm. uh, within the limitation that I don't think was possible. Like, very few NES games have that. Yes, true. Yeah, definitely. And Super Metroid manages to be an a, a gold standard of both artistic, experiential stuff and gameplay mechanical stuff in a way that, like is almost impossible to do. Yeah. It invented so many of the things that we now think of as common for the Metroidvania type of game. Um, and, like, just do more. Just do a direct sequel to Super Metroid. You can even make it be a 2D platformer. I'd still play it, because it would be great. <laughs> they did make one direct sequel to Super Metroid. Metroid Fusion. Uh-huh. I didn't know uh, it was it good. good? Uh, it is much more linear, but... It has a far more compelling story, and I think that it's quite good. Uh, it's just not good in the same ways. Mm. Um, I like that. That's a G- you should if you if you beat Super Metroid, which you probably will, because it's only like two hours long. Uh, I I say it's worth seeking out um, Zero Mission and Fusion, the two GBA titles. Hmm. Well, if they ever put a GBA emulator on the Switch, I'll play it. <laughs> Boy, wouldn't that be nice if they would release their old games for us to play on their current system? This is another way in which Nintendo is constantly whiffing it. Yes. All you need to do is create a Game Boy emulator on the thing, and it would be great. <laughs> Everyone would fucking eat it up. I would pay $100 for that right now. Disney, Disney probably has more characters that are their own with goodwill than anybody but, say, Disney, and they constantly- You just said Disney own. twice, you meant Nintendo. Yeah. Oh, sorry, time. you're right, I did mean Nintendo. <laughs> Uh, they just don't care about most of them. <laughs> like, they won't give you anything. They won't even make amiibos of them. <laughs> they do <Yeah>. not care. <laughs> the idea that Metroid and, like, Earthbound and maybe probably some other ones, like, I don't know, Pilot Wings? Maybe not. Uh, um, F-Zero is one of the big ones. F-Zero, Castlevania, like... They if, don't own Castlevania. Oh, they don't? Okay, well, anyway. Yeah, that's Konami's fault why that is not happening. If they just... If they released any game in that series. If they just had one guy working at Nintendo and they're like, hey, Rick, your job is to spend the next ten years making a a Metroid game go. Like, (laughs) people would eat it up! People would love that shit. I think that part of it is... Nintendo knows that the way they keep their brand valuable is by making sure every release it has, like, a point of view or something to say via its gameplay. And, like, it, like look at the, fo- the rise and fall of Assassin's Creed. 
that game went from mediocre to the biggest franchise in the world, so much so that Michael Fassbender starred in a movie of it, <laughs> to tanking so hard that they had to make it an entirely different genre of game altogether to get anyone to buy it again. Yeah. And there's nothing about that game that's so distinctive that I don't get it confused with a million other games that are similar. Yeah. The fact that you can see a screenshot from an Assassin's Creed game now and not tell if it's Assassin's Creed or God of War or any historical open world game is, like, very telling, I think. Yeah, that doesn't happen with Nintendo because they, like, delay and cancel major releases all the time. Like, Metroid Prime 4 was announced two years ago and has restarted development twice because they haven't (laughs) been happy with it. Do you remember when they delayed Breath of the Wild and we were like, oh, shit, they made this huge game and it's going to be absolute garbage and they're trying to salvage it somehow by delaying it for a whole year? Yeah. But they well, made it good. Until yeah. then, that was like the orthodoxy of video games. Like, if it gets delayed, it's probably going to be bad. And I yeah. think that in a very real way, it completely changed the conversation because everyone's like, oh, actually, if you need to delay your game to make it good, you should, because this game is the best game of all time. Yeah. Shigeru Miyamoto was famously quoted around the turn of the century as saying, a, a bad game is bad forever, and a delayed game can eventually be good. Yep. But the thing is, now, a bad game isn't bad forever if you patch it, right? Yeah! Yeah, that's true. No Man's Sky is good now. (laughs) Yep. It's still not that good. Well, yeah. It's still Um, pretty boring. So, I guess we should do a transition here, but we are still just going to talk about Nintendo. Yeah, this is not... This was not planned ahead of time. We didn't know this was going to happen, but... I will have a peek behind the curtain. I had a toss-up between two things I wanted to talk about, and when I saw this was going to be the wiki, I talked I talked about the more related one. Ah, okay, fair uh, enough. Uh, but we got Fantendo, the Nintendo fan and wiki. <laughs> and before you start thinking this is people writing fanfiction where Mario and Isabel from Animal Crossing kiss, it's not. It's another one of those ones where people are like, what if Super Smash Bros. 7 came out in 2026? Great. <laughs> Uh, at least this is something I care about. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, I would be, like, there's one of one of the things on this page is, like Jeff said, a prediction of Super Smash Brothers. I do think it's fun to think about what characters you could put in a Smash Brothers game. Yeah, but I don't think that they are thinking about what characters you could put in a Smash Brothers game as much as they are thinking about what they wish would be in it, which I think are two different things. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Fantendo, Fantendo, Nintendo fan and wiki. Um, the Fantendo logo is written out like the word Nintendo, which is in that lozenge-shaped thing, but this is in blue, and it says Fantendo, of course, and it's got, like, cubes floating around the edges, which is a strange choice. Uh, the background is blue, a very dark blue checkerboard with lighter blue... Symbols from games. I'm seeing, like, uh, the Triforce from Zelda. I'm seeing DK, obviously Donkey Kong. A lot of them I don't recognize. These are, I think these are all of the Smash Brothers fighter logos Mm. that go behind your health. Okay. Uh, And then there's also, like, the DS logo, which I think is just for the Picto Chat stage. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Home. What's interesting here is the very first thing you see is Black Lives Matter. As the world faces dual pandemics of racism and COVID-19, you can use your creative voice to inspire positive change while staying safe. And then it 
A bit, you won't. A if bit. you're writing on the Nintendo fandom <laughs> yeah. wiki, you won't use your creative voice to inspire positive change, but you could. It's a bit strange, but it completely conflates wear a mask, use anti-racist sources to educate yourself. Like, these are all on the same list. I, I don't really understand why they all had to be together like this, in this it way. Is, I mean, I think it's that It's with it the is, best of intentions. It, certainly, yes. And I appreciate that they put this on here. And I do feel like this isn't... I, I wouldn't say that this is conflating these two issues as much as, like, conservative politics have conflated these two issues. Okay, where it's yeah. like... It's it's genuinely wild that wear a mask to prevent yourself from getting sick is is politicized Political. as yeah. much as I mean like I don't know that it should be it should be a controversial statement that like the police shouldn't be allowed to kill people of color but at least I understand why that is a political statement in a way that I don't think wear a mask to not get sick should be do you know what I mean yeah. I was talking about this the other day, and it just seemed to all stem from, like, once the guy that we don't like was like, uh, it's not gonna come here, it's not a problem. Uh, he had to stick to that so hard that it became a political opinion. Yeah, that's probably true. It's just wild because, like, that mentality is something that literally three-year-olds have, and then later adults are like, oh, well, he's just doing that because he's three, of like, not only once I've said something, I absolutely can't back down from it, even if it's provably false, but that you would do that to the point of literal self-harm, and like, one person doing that is sociopathic, but an entire movement of people doing that is like, what did we do to break everyone? Well, I think it's if you consider that to be true, then you have to consider everything about society, and people would rather die. They don't think they're going to die. They think other people are going to die. They would rather other people die than to confront that. Yeah, yeah. but like, There's... I'm not even necessarily talking about the the average citizens who believe this nonsense, but like, if you are, I don't know, a secretary working in the White House, and you're extremely conservative, but you see Donald Trump every day, and you know, you know, you know what he's like, and he says something like this, how do you not be like, I need to stop doing this. Well, you're I need to get deep. out of this. No, it's some cost fallacy for sure for all those mm. people. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. There's a... Yeah. Uh, so I was big into the fictional death metal band Death Clock for a while in college. <laughs> There's a lyric that I often think of when I think of rich people, and it's a lyric in a song which I think was in an episode where they are opening a, a theme restaurant, uh, and the lyric is, I would rather you be dead than consider not opening a restaurant. And that is exactly the current <laughs> political climate. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, well, anyway... So, I'm trying to find... Oh, here we go. Welcome to Fantendo, wiki of video game fan news and discussion. We're currently editing 39,352 articles. So that's quite a decent amount. I see in the upcoming releases segment on this page that they mentioned Mario 3D All-Stars that Jeff was just talking about. So this is extremely recently updated. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah, think it's I not think coming out until current... the 18th, though. It isn't. 
Oh, I thought you said that that one was the one that was already available. The oh, no. Super 3D All-Stars yeah. is, oh, okay. is the 18th. The normal All-Stars is now. Yes. I got you. Uh, um, I'm so. looking at... I, of course, immediately clicked clicked on the article for Super Smash Bros. Unbounded. Yeah, I did that, too. <laughs> which is an absolutely insane name for something, because it would just be Unbound, right? Yeah. I mean, this is exactly the thing. Like, Nintendo wouldn't put out something without thinking about the uh, scansion of it or the grammar of it, uh, whereas fan writers are bad at writing, so they don't know (laughs) Mm -hmm. that Unbounded isn't a word. Uh, some of these fighters that they've theorized seem reasonable, but they have also theorized a DLC pack that has not been revealed yet for this game that they say on the page comes out in 2026. So, like, I why s- not just imagine that DLC pack? So, I did see Angry Birds was one of the fighters, which I think is very funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, Angry, Bir- Angry Birds is on there before Shovel Knight or Shantae, both of whom would probably be fighters before Angry Bird. Yeah, probably. I'm I'm looking now at the list of the new fighters as well, and a lot of these are just other characters in existing properties, and I know Smash Brothers does that, where they'll be like, oh, now it, it's also Meta Knight, or whatever. <laughs> um, I hate that, though. You and want more is, new properties to be added. Yeah, and okay. this is doubling down so hard on that, where, like, Adeline, the tertiary character from one of the Kirby games, is a fighter in this one? (laughs) What? (laughs) Why? I feel like people are afraid if they were to say something as ridiculous as ice climbers, they would then have to explain themselves constantly, so they don't want to be that creative. They want to go with something that's already there. Yes, I know ice climbers is already there. That's why I use that example. Because if it wasn't, and you said it, you would sound like a crazy person. Uh, They put two that I actually expected to get into this last Smash Brothers. Well... One, uh, Labo Man. Uh, I expect, I expected the tr- there to be a Nintendo Labo themed character in Smash Ultimate, if I'm being honest. Mm. And then, uh, ever since I bought Ring Fit Adventure, I've been thinking about how that main character would fit so perfectly into Smash Brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that, I think that that would happen. I think that that's pretty likely for this round of DLC. Okay. Is this a new game? Uh, yeah, they have invented, oh, okay. they've invented a, a new one that comes out on the Nintendo Super Switch in uh, January of 2026. That's such bad a bad name. name. <laughs> uh, but you mean, could like, never predict what Nintendo would call something. Yeah, Nintendo uh, might I mean, do it, but they yeah. shouldn't. Yeah, there's the Nintendo uh, 3DS and then the without 3D version called the 2DS, so... Here's the thing, though. I feel like calling something the Super Switch is bad in it is predictably bad. (laughs) And for all that Nintendo has bad naming, it's always something where you're like, where did that even fucking come from? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it's always bad in a way that no one could possibly have anticipated. Yeah. (laughs) Now, if they Uh. put a Black Mage... One of the new characters in this is Black Mage from Final Fantasy, and I would fucking 
love that actually. Like Vivi. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah, this this one is it seems it's not it seems to be like a a 3D render of the Final Fantasy 1 version. Well, I don't like that. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm pretty sure that it is literally a screenshot from one of the uh cutscenes in Final Fantasy 7 uh, Final Fantasy 9. Is it? No, I think Vivi's wider than that, isn't he? Uh yes, but it's not Vivi. It's one of the other black mages from Final Fantasy. Oh. Oh, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, I see Minecraft Steve on here. Yeah, that would be fine. People have already theorized that that's going to happen. I'm willing to bet Microsoft made them choose between Minecraft and Banjo-Kazooie for inclusion in the current game. My bet is they're going to do another DLC pack and add them to the cu- add Minecraft Steve to the current. Maybe. There are currently five unrevealed characters yeah. from the current DLC pack, so... I don't like looking at wikis like this, because Nintendo, I actually care about And What's going to happen is, in six months, I'm going to be like, is there a new Smash Brothers out? Because I will have forgotten that it was on this fucking wiki, <laughs> yes. and it's not real information. What is wild is, in this full roster, they've mixed... They don't have, like, all the returning fighters at the top and then the, the speculative ones down below so that there's an easy division. They've mixed them all in so that as I'm looking at it, I'm like, I'm pretty sure Guiji isn't in the current one. <laughs> but I'm not 100% sure. Yes. Um, I went over to the DLC Fighters tab not realizing that this would be all things that are not in the full Fighters tab. And boy, they really went, like, way hard on this one. Uh, Again, inclu- some of these would own bones. Like, Cuphead? That would be awesome, actually. Yeah, <laughs> Cuphead would be cool, but why would Clayman from the Neverhood be in Smash Brothers? <laughs> I love Tetramino. Why would a Tetramino? <laughs> no, Tetramino's awesome! Oh, God. Freddy Fazbear? Freddy the, Fazbear might be fun, actually. The crazy guy from Plants vs. Zombies? <laughs> That's good. <laughs> What I'm hearing is that these are all very good. Listen, some of these are like, I don't know, man. Like, there was a time when people cared about the, the personalities of the characters from that, uh, what was that Valve game that was like one of the first? Team Fortress 2. Yeah, Team Fortress. That's the one. And like, having Heavy, the, the big gunner character from that game as a fighter in this is like, does anyone still give a shit about this? Yeah, that game's still enormous. Why? It hasn't come out on any Nintendo systems though, so I don't think that it would happen. (laughs) Doesn't really make any sense. Uh, Um, One of the DLC characters is someone's fan-made Splatoon character, Gary. Oh, God. (laughs) Gary. The rest... Everything else in here is an actual video game character, and many of them seem like they might even likely come out in in a Smash Brothers game. And then Gary is there. (laughs) I don't see Gary. Where is Gary? He's he's down at the bottom under the solo fighters between Bubsy and Paper Mario. (laughs) (laughs) Bubsy is great. Is Bubsy in the game yet? No. No. Damn it. I don't um, think he ever will be. Yeah. He should be. I don't know that you're going to get that one. The Yarn Balls. I don't think that you can have Bubsy and Conquer in the same game because they're the same character. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. On the main page, I'm seeing a weekly poll that says it will close the 30th of July, but it is still open. Uh, which additional features would you like to see the most in Super Mario Maker 3? So what do you guys think? There's more playable characters, a new game style, more power-ups, a level name search function, return to amiibo costumes, or I just want the weird mushroom back. 
new game style I'm voting for, even though that has the most votes, because I was it disappointed does. that there weren't more in two. Um, I'm gonna go with Weird Mushroom, because <laughs> I don't give a shit about, uh... <laughs> Mario Maker? I also don't, but I picked more playable characters, because uh, Wario is an example listed, and who doesn't want to play it? It is Wario? fun to see, like, a, um, like a back, like a downgraded, uh, pixelated version of characters that were introduced more recently. Yes. Yeah. Um, like Toadette in, uh, 2D original Super Mario Brothers, um, style is very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do like that. I love. I like that as well. Um, I want, like, I want them to go crazier with the game styles. Sell me a, a $20 DLC called uh, Super Wario Maker, where I get to make a Wario Land game. <laughs> Hiding treasure um, all over the place. Isn't that just yeah. WarioWare? No, WarioWare is just mini games. You don't get to run around invincible like you do in <laughs> Wario Land. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, okay. this page says their affiliates are Nintendo, which is very generous of this page to think that they <laughs> are an associate of Nintendo's. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, they I are I guess it's the Nintendo with- Wiki. What's that? I, I guess it's the Nintendo Wiki, because w- that's what that links to. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. Uh, okay, so I got a random page. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, and I'm trying so hard to understand it. <laughs> Uh, yeah. My my random page is T-W-O-K-O slash Macho Grubba. And okay. Macho Grubba is a downloadable character for T-W-O-K-O and was created by Poker, Poker Ninja 2. Uh, he is a powered-up form of Grubba, blah, blah, blah. So it looks like maybe some kind of Nintendo character's, like, Mortal Kombat game? <laughs> uh, it seems to be... Huh. Okay, so what I'm seeing there here... There are fatalities in this game, so that's what weird. I'm What I'm seeing here is Tuoco is the sequel to Boko, which is a game somebody imagined <laughs> uh, that is Mugen, but uh, like Smash Bros. It's, it's what? Mugen for... I don't uh, know what you... Mugen is. Oh, okay. Uh, Mugen was a game that was sort of like... Uh, open. So- it was basically an open source fighting game engine okay. that people would make characters for, and you could download characters or even like full mods and play a game where like Homer Simpson could fight Chun Li. Okay, I gotcha. Uh, and so this is imagining what if someone made an engine like that, but for Smash <laughs> Brothers instead of Street Fighter. What if someone made a Wildwood Boardwalk T-shirt store <laughs> into a game? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, like. The thing that I'm getting lost on is, isn't that just Mugen? Because you could just put all these characters in that then, right? Right, but I think that this, like, Smash Brothers plays differently from a normal fighting game. So I think Boko is, like, a Smash Brothers-style one. But I don't... Again, is that true? Because, like, this seems to be outlining this as if this was a fighting game like Street Fighter, not a fighting game like Smash Brothers. Like, they have fatalities and brutalities. Like, (laughs) this is a Mortal Kombat game. This is not a uh, Super Smash Brothers game. Uh, Boko can be modified to resemble something similar to the Super Smash Brothers series, where instead of winning by depleting an opponent's life bar, players seek to knock opponents off the stage, etc., etc., then describing mm-hmm. the rules of Super Smash Bros. Okay. So, actually, it is just Mugen, except 
imaginary. So this, yeah, this... it could also be modified to be like Street Fighter or Soul Calibur. So like, it's just what if Mugen was way more complicated and you could do more cool stuff with it? Yeah. This actual guy is just a palette swap of something from Paper Mario Thousand Year Door. Is that probably true? I think he's just a yeah. character from Paper Mario Thousand Year Door. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, let me Google Macho Grubba because I know the Grubbas are. We don't are have a... to. We don't have to do any facts about it. We could just talk <laughs> yeah, about no. it. He is from Paper Mario, Great. the Thousand Year Door. Cool. How is this that, guy the powered up, up version? Is my uh, question. He's orange and has spikes on his shell. Does he not normally? I guess not. Uh, I thought you just I... said he was the same. Why does this no, matter? No, my... why does this matter? Yeah, I know. I don't want to actually talk about it. Yeah, I don't want to talk about the facts up. of it either. I just want no. to talk about how dumb this is. Yeah, he's like he's like Boshi is to Yoshi for Grubba. Okay. I like that he's the owner and promoter of the Glitz Pit. That is a good name. That is a good name. Um, yeah, I like his little glasses. I think they're glasses. Yes, if those are good. Eyes, it's horrifying. <laughs> they're connected, it looks like, so I think they're glasses. Mm, so are Sonic's eyes. Mm-hmm, well, true. he's a monster. Ugh, oh, Sonic's whole character design is garbage. Can we, have we talked about this? Yeah, that, like, mid, uh, mid chronological Sonic where he has that nose that's just like a little finger. Ugh, what is that? Oh yeah, the the, like Dreamcast era Sonic design where he's so elongated. Yeah. Just the fact that his eyes- I love how much it sucks. His eyes are like goggles. Like, (laughs) his eyeball is one big eyeball with two pupils, and that doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. Well, it was the 90s. Ugh, it's so (laughs) ugly. I just don't get it at all. So, I feel like we found what we often find in such a thing, which is that the wiki presents itself as being a huge open field of information. But then you look just below the surface and find out it's about, like, two things, and I think Super Smash Brothers is, like, all this thing is about. Yes, that's true. I also yeah. think what's wild is so many of these things are like, mm, we encourage people to really think outside of the standard offerings of this thing and like yeah. come up with creative ways in which you could do completely new things of it. And almost everything is a barely changed remake of a thing that already exists. Yes. <laughs> um, I also got a random page mm-hmm. dark parenthetical source verse. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the picture for this is somewhat, it appears to be an MS Paint drawing of <laughs> someone's uh, Dragon Ball fan character in Vegeta's armor. Correct, yes. uh, yeah. Dark is a character set to appear in, as well as one of the many characters carried over from Nintendo men to appear in Exodun. So that sentence is a mess. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the cancelled Nintendo men game They cancelled Dark- an imaginary game! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it was called yeah. Nintendo Men. That's like something a grandma would make up. <laughs> I love that there's not even a link to that game. Like, <laughs> is there even a page for it, or is this the only thing from Nintendo? God, I just. I love the idea of them being like, existing vaporware is not interesting <laughs> enough for me. I'm going to invent some of my own vaporware. <laughs> In the cancelled Nintendo Men game, Dark was shown to be a cocky and arrogant murder, and <laughs> likes to kill countless people for fun. However, were the game to be completed and produce a sequel, Dark would join Light, capital L, on countless adventures as an anti-hero retaining his loner and cocky attitude. So he is just Vegeta. That's no, Vegeta no, you're describing. Jeff, you're not understanding. He is a murderer. He's not a murderer. <laughs> he is a murderer. 
Maybe oh. he's a ghost? Like he's been murdered? Ooh. I really like that uh, they took the absolute bare bones trope of good versus evil, and they just decided their names <laughs> were basically going to be good and evil. Yes. I also like that they didn't go into in what ways he is shown to be cocky and arrogant, or mm-hmm. a murderer for that matter. Like, it's just, it's all telling and no showing. It's anti-showing. Yeah. Yeah, much like he's an anti-hero. Yeah. Uh, the last sentence of this article, just as baffling as the rest, in Exodun, it is unknown as to what Dark's motives or attitude is like, as he has yet to be introduced into the series. <laughs> so why are you telling me? Is he is he going to be introduced to the series? I guess Exodun appears to be a novel series written by Starfare. Is sure. this uh, also fake? Is this a made up thing? This seems to be one of yeah. It's set in the Force uni- Source universe, a universe parallel to the Fantendo verse. I'm going to go insane from this. <laughs> this is the eldritch knowledge that Lovecraft was writing about. Yes. They were just very slightly uh, more obscure uh, Nintendo fan wikis. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I like just... that this shows exactly the kind of writing that I would have slipped into when I was 13, which is where you want to sound smart, where he says... Uh, it is unknown as to what Dark's motives are or attitude is like. <laughs> like, that sentence is garbage, but you're trying yep. to sound real smart when you write it. it as someone like- who grades essays, this is something I come across <laughs> a lot, where it's like, no, you can just say it like you're talking like a normal person. Yeah. See, but I think this sentence does read like somebody is talking, and then, you know how sometimes the grammar of a sentence gets away from you? And <laughs> yes. you're like, it is unknown as to what Dark's motives mm-hmm. it are... <laughs> Or attitude is like. Wait, uh, yeah. I, I have I have very little experience with that because my brain has trained me to be so anxious about everything I say yeah. that it all comes out perfectly the first time. Mm-hmm. That's why Jeff has never said anything incorrect. <laughs> yep, I stand by everything I've ever said in my life. If, if you're going to make your made up character, Matt's the Joker movie, again. Watch out! I'm the Joker. <laughs> oh no! I don't know He's what getting I'm getting Jokerified. He's so twisted. I don't have a car, and if I had a car, I know that if I had a made-up fanfiction character on the Nintendo Wiki that was Uh clearly a Dragon Ball Z character, I would, when I made up the series that he hadn't yet been introduced in, I would call, I would say he's not in Dragon Ball Z. (laughs) Like, if, just... You know what? It's unknown what his motives are in Dragon Ball Z too, because he's not in it. He's not in either of them. <laughs> I actually really admire the idea that he's from a cancelled series, because that absolves the writer from any of that information. They don't have to worry about any of that stuff. <laughs> yep. It was cancelled. Sorry, you don't get to know. This is the this is writing an SCP entry, but you got really liberal yes. with the redacted <laughs> because you couldn't think of enough things to say. <laughs> yeah, SCP-0420 looks like redacted. Yeah. <laughs> what it does is redacted. Yeah, exactly. You just really wanted to get on there. They just really yep. wanted to make this character. Now I want to look up what SCP-420 is because I bet it's something really friggin' funny. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I bet it's so goddamn funny. Weed. It's weed. So I got I a bet random page. <laughs> I bet it's weed that you can't see what it is, even. Yeah, it's redacted. Uh, <laughs> I got the stalking piranha plant. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
Stalking piranha plants make their first appearance in New Super Mario Bros. Wii. The trouble is, editorializing now, I never know when they give you information on a page about something that's real, whether or not that information is real. This seems to be real because everything mentioned in it is real. Okay. Uh, they first appear in World 5-1 and describes how to defeat them. Yeah, these are real. These are a real thing. They're on the Super Mario Wiki. They're the piranha plants that have, like, little legs oh, and they yes. walk around and go up and down. I do remember that. So I guess this is just information for you, the fan and writer, to know what it is so you can work with it, maybe? No. Yeah, you can put it in your fictional Mario <laughs> level that you invented and then cancelled. <laughs> no. There's a mention on here of another game, and that game is New Super Luigi U. That's that also exists. That exists. Fuck oh you, no! Nintendo. I'm never yeah, gonna. That keep was up. a that was a DLC expansion of Super Mario Bros. U, and it's included in the Switch version. Uh, it came out as part of the Year of Luigi. Don't you remember the Year of Luigi? Uh, <laughs> I do. That's <laughs> pretty yes. good. <laughs> When are uh. they going to do a year of Gooigi, you cowards? <laughs> yeah, Gooigi, that character we all love. Is Gooigi funnier than uh, Waluigi? I've been trying to decide. Funnier? I think so. Because Luigi yes. is when, a very funny word to say with your mouth. When I heard, yeah, that's true. When I heard about Waluigi, I'm like, Nintendo, you're so crazy. And I still think that, and I love it. But when I first heard about Gooigi, I'm like, fuck you, whoever is telling me this on social media. You made that up. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's not real. I mean, like, I feel I'm. I feel like Nintendo Simul is like some kind of weird S and M cult because they keep on introducing hornier and hornier ideas to us, but then being like, "No, you're bad if you're horny for this." No, it's not going to be truly horny until we get Gooich. <laughs> that's true. Oh my god! I mean, like when they made Bowsette, and then they were like, "Stop being they horny." Didn't. For they didn't make Bowsette. No, they made Toadette. They, they did make Bowsette, Jeff. <laughs> they, they conjured her into being. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There's no way that they didn't know what they were doing when they <laughs> created that c- crown. I mean, the reason why we don't have Wa Peach is definitely because it would be too horny, right? Yeah. Yes, but I think they might still come out with that in the future at some point. I mean, like... They have to figure out a way to make her disgusting without making her disgusting and horny. Hey, they tried to make Wario and Waluigi disgusting without making them horny, and that did not work, (laughs) because the internet (laughs) loves that. They're only as horny as Mario and Luigi, though. It's just going to be the character from um, Who Framed Roger Rabbit when he's in the cartoon universe, and he thinks he sees Jessica Rabbit, but it's actually... What is her name? What's her name? Shit. Let's look it up now. The gross... Nina Hyena. Is that what it was? Yes, Nina Hyena. Wapich is just Nina Hyena, you guys. (laughs) Yes, that's right. (laughs) You know I'm right. And you think it's Uh, Peach, but Peach is in a different castle? Yeah. It's gonna be... From behind, she's gonna look identical to Peach, and then she's gonna turn around, and her face is going to be like a Tex Avery cartoon. (laughs) (laughs) I want... Wapich and Wadaisy, I need them to happen. <laughs> Why don't you draw them and put them on the fan uh, tender wiki? Oh my god, you're mm. right. That's exactly what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, right we now. are. <laughs> One, I can't draw, and two, uh, the internet would die. Um, everyone else who's on this wiki also can't draw, so that is not an impediment, Jeff. Yeah, just steal mm, a picture okay. and palette swap it and put like uh, sunglasses on it in a photo editor. Oh wait, this, guys, oh, this peach sounds awesome, actually. <laughs> so you know how. 
Gooigi is a pun because yes. he's made of goo and is Luigi. Mm-hmm. They had to think about how to translate that into other languages. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And guys, he's called Fluigi in German. Okay. And he's called Gomi Luigi in Spanish and Italian because that is Gomi and Goma mean gum in yeah. Spanish and Italian. Uh-huh. That's fun. But he's not Gomi yeah, Luigi. Gomi Luigi. Yeah, it's not Gomi- a pun anymore. Yeah. I mean, Waluigi is also not a pun anymore when they do it in English because Warui means nothing in English. I know. I wish they'd tried harder. I wish they'd change the base name if they had to just to make a better pun. Like they do with Pokemon. Just like Waiji or something. If they'd left him as Wariji, what was it? Wariji? He's wa- he's Waluigi in Japan, but the word uh, Warui means bad. Yes. Okay. Waruiji uh, could be translated as bad person. Okay, yeah, Waruigi. Why not that one? Also, I guess if I saw Waruigi was a character, I would assume it was a werewolf, Luigi. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, now we're cooking. Now we need to make our own entries on this uh, wiki. Yep. Oh, man. Uh, Quick editor's note, I did look it up. It is, in fact, Lena Hyena. I've never heard that once while watching the movie. I always thought it was Lena. I assumed that you guys uh, were saying Lena when I looked it up, and that's what it said. I always thought that's what she was saying. I assumed I heard wrong. (laughs) Uh, I think that when you need to do multiplayer Luigi's Mansion, the fact that you would be like, what if we made another Luigi out of goo, (laughs) instead of just, like, all of the identical... Yeah, you already have an iconic palette swapped <laughs> character of Luigi. You have Red Luigi. I love the idea that even though Mario would always call Luigi to be in his adventures, Luigi has such low self-esteem, as proven by every iteration of Luigi we've ever seen, that when he's trying to clear ghosts out of a mansion, he's like, but I can't bother Mario with this. <laughs> Is or, this like how Spider-Man couldn't show up in the Venom movie because he would just outshadow him? <laughs> no, I like. I would love. I've not played Luigi's Mansion, and maybe this is in there, though. I doubt it. It would be incredible if there was a scene where Luigi calls Mario and is like, "Oh my God, there's evil ghosts here. Can you come help?" And Mario's like, mm, "No." <laughs> uh, I I assume that. Uh, the Luigi's Mansion games, aside from the first one, in which Mario has been kidnapped by King Boo, Mm -hmm. uh, all take place during, uh, Paper Mario, when Luigi's like, well, I'm gonna not- I'm gonna go do something else (laughs) while you have this adventure. That is awesome in Paper Mario, because you keep getting letters from Luigi that's like, I just saved another kingdom, okay, I'm off to fight pirates now. That's kind of what happens in Super Mario Odyssey as well, right? He's just floating around on balloons. He's like, fuck this adventure. Balloon time. Yeah, and in Super Mario Galaxy, uh, there's a bunch of Luigi challenge stars where Luigi has gone and gotten a star that is impossible for Mario to get, (laughs) but then got, like, trapped in a cage or something. (laughs) So you have to go free him uh, for him to give you the star. I love the idea that uh, Luigi is like, he's like Wile E. Coyote going over the cliff. But for adventures, like, he's super competent until he looks down and realizes he's in the middle of an adventure, and then he immediately fails. Yes, absolutely. Um, I would love... The the ultimate Mario game would be one in which the twist at the end is that Luigi has decided to side with Bowser. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that what happens in Super Paper Mario? (sighs) 
I don't think. I don't, I don't he turns remember. into the mysterious Mr. L or whatever. Mm. I don't remember. I have not that. played that but, one. Um, okay. It would be incredible to play a game where Louis, uh, Mario game where Luigi is the bad guy. That would be mm. genuine yeah. pathos. You need to create this game and put it on the Fantendo wiki. Yes. Yeah, do it. And then <laughs> Coming out canceled. in 3037. <laughs> If man is Mario versus Luigi, the superstar saga ends. If man can survive. Yep. Well. Well. <laughs> okay, I guess we're done. <laughs> All right, well, thanks everyone for listening to our show, which is apparently only about Nintendo now. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Let's just talk about this forever. Yeah. Yeah. Listen. We should uh, genuinely, like our format change, we just talk about Nintendo. <laughs> Anyway, um, if you guys like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes, and um, if you want to tell a friend about the show, that would be super great. We would really enjoy that. Um, We have a pretty great fan base, and we'd love to continue expanding it if possible. Uh, If you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on Twitter, at HackTheNetPod, and if you want to talk to us directly, you can join our Discord. Uh, Just send us a message on social media. I'm on social media, at MattHeron, at Mastodon.online. You can type the URL into your URL bar, mastodon.social slash at JeffJK, or you can do the same thing, but for Instagram and Snapchat, however those ones work. You can type if you want to, you can leave your friends behind. (laughs) You can find me on (laughs) Mastodon at Louisa at Mastodon.xyz. All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening. Please come back next week. In the meantime, keep your pockets on Shrek. Here's another one for you, Belphegor. Do your job! Thank <laughs> you.